0: Is the day that the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank God this morning for allowing me another opportunity to stand in my pastor's stead. I thank God this morning. I give him honor this morning, I give him glory. Also, I give honor to my pastor, and I know my place. (laughs) You know what I mean. I just truly thank the Lord for what he's doing, how he's stirring. The body of Christ, how He is stirring the church, and most definitely, I do praise Him for what He's doing in this house. We thank the Lord for what He's doing in the body because we are connected. But man, to see what God is doing in this house, what He said He's going to do, we truly give Him praise and glory. How people are being stirred to love the Lord. Also, that Wednesday, that the Wednesday that we were talking about coming together, the second Wednesday of every month. Will be that Wednesday that we're gonna try everybody to come together, you know, put forth your best your best effort to be here. You know, it was we had a wonderful time. We missed our sisters. We surely reached out and prayed for you all. Yeah, you know, we know how the devil do it. You know how he do it. He ain't gonna look. He ain't gonna let us just do it. He gonna put up some opposition, but we gonna take it to the street. We are gonna take it to his front door because this means. War. It's time to fight. It's been time, but it's getting too late. It's getting late in the day. We got to fight. We got to, we really got to put up a fight. We got to wrestle this, as they say, we got to wrestle this devil. (laughs) And he's showing up a devil. We got to wrestle this joker here. I just truly thank the Lord for allowing me to stand before you this morning. I just pray this morning. Would you stand with me as we go before the throne of mercy? Six PM Unless we want to change it to back to seven. We're gonna keep it at six. And that works better for me. I'm pretty sure it works better for a lot of other people. Amen. So we on that we already on one accord. Thank the Lord. Heavenly Father, we do thank you, Lord God, for allowing us, God, to to be here this morning we thank you father for allowing us to handle your word i pray father god that you would just use me i pray lord god that you will anoint me lord god lord anoint me father i pray god that i'm able god to speak god that what you want me to speak god lord i know i have things written down that you have given me lord god but lord i pray that the holy ghost would take over me father and just use me the way you want me to use to be used, God. I pray, Father, God, that this word, God, that you give me, God, be an in-season word for the church, God, for this people and those that are listening, God, via internet, God. Lord, I just pray right now, God, that your word will go forth, God, and manifest itself, Lord, God, to the people today, Lord. I ask this, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray. Amen. Give God some praise this morning. Give him some glory. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to be reading out the uh, book of Second uh, Chronicles, chapter 29, the very last verse, and then I'm going to pick it up in uh, chapter 30, Second Chronicles, at the first verse. As I was reading this, I was uh, found out how Hezekiah had prepared. Came to him when, when he became king. He he repaired the church doors, and he gathered all the, the priests. All of God's people and told them to sanctify themselves and they sanctify themselves and they sanctified the house of God. Got to clean it up because his father before him brought things into the church, took things out of the church and got the church all messed up. And it's kind of like what's going on today. But God is trying to get his church back in order. And so he used Hezekiah to repair the church. And carry out, the Bible says, all the filthy things out of the house of God and put things back in order as God had instructed him to do so. And so after he'd done all of that, it reads in verse 36, the last verse, chapter 29, Second uh, Chronicles. And Hezekiah rejoiced and all the people that God had prepared the people for the things were done suddenly. I believe this is the time, this is the day that God's going to start doing things suddenly now. I believe God's going to suddenly do some stuff. He suddenly brought us together. God is going to suddenly do things for his church, for his people in this hour. I truly believe it. And so when Hezekiah rejoiced and all the people rejoiced, that God had prepared the people, and that's something, somebody mentioned that today, we were talking all day about God has prepared, preparing the hearts, preparing, preparing. I said, Lord, I, I believe this is the word that you want me to speak. God is preparing his people. He's getting us ready. He's getting us ready for so many things. He's getting us ready, yes, to leave out, but there's some things that we got to get together first before we leave out of here. We got to get it together. And Hezekiah, sent to all Israel and Judah and wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh that they shall come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel. For the king had taken counsel and his princes, and all the congregation in Jerusalem to keep the Passover in the second month. for they could not keep it at that time at that time because the priests had not sanctified themselves sufficiently. Neither had the people gathered themselves together to Jerusalem. But he said they couldn't keep it at that time. There was a time that they were supposed to keep that Passover. It was the first month, the 14th day of the first month, that God told them they were supposed to keep that Passover. And they said, he said, that, that the priests had not sanctified themselves sufficiently. There wasn't enough. There weren't enough priests, there wasn't enough preachers ready for what God was going to do. And we ain't got, and all the people didn't come to Jerusalem. At that time, that that God commanded that all the males during this time show up and be in Jerusalem. We know we're not neither male nor female in Christ. And so I just felt like God was really dealing with now, the situation that we're in now, what we're going through now, because there's some things let me read. And verse 5. And so they established the decree and, and proclaimed throughout all Israel, from Bathsheba even to Dan, that they should keep, that they should come to keep the Passover unto the Lord, God of Israel, at Jerusalem. For they had not done it of a long time in such sort as it was written. It they they wasn't able to do it because in that 29th chapter. When Hezekiah got all the priests together to dedicate themselves, to cleanse themselves, it went past the 14th day. It went to the 16th date. They made it in. So they couldn't keep it as it was prescribed to them to keep. You know, there are some things that God is telling us that, look, there's some things that I told you to do. I, I, I commanded that the church the people to do, even individuals to do that you ain't keeping. There's some things that we have not been doing for such a long time. Such a long time as he has said to do it. God has commanded us to pray. He has commanded us to seek him early. God has told us to fast and we don't fast like we're supposed to fast. There's some things we, 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 haven't been doing for such a long time to where we just got out of order, out of God's order, and we've gotten into our own orders. We start to do our own things. Jeremiah said that they start to build their own cistern and start going their own way. And that's what the church seemed like it's starting to do. It's starting to go take its own way, doing what they want to do, doing what we feel like we feel in our hearts to do. But we ain't never searched the Lord. Jackie, don't look. I ain't talking, when you said what you said, Wednesday about that, I was, I'm in that same boat. I'm struggling to get back my prayer life. But I said, Lord, I i, I made a commitment. I'm going to get up and seek your face early in the morning. Job said, I esteem the word of God more than necessary. I esteem the word of God more than my necessary food. And that's what we got. We got to put God first. In everything, your meals, your vitamins, your exercise, your children, all of that. God wants to be first. He wants to be first. He ain't going to be second to nobody. I know my wife ain't going to be second to nobody. You ain't going to be second to nobody. God said, I ain't going to be second to him. I got to be first in your life. And so there's some things that we have not done For such a long time, the Bible says, in such sort as it, and plus it is written. We read it daily, yet we don't comply with it. We read it over and over, but yet we find ourselves doing some other things. Paul said, I know in me that is in this flesh dwelleth no good thing. This flesh wants to do what it wants to do. This flesh will run you straight to hell. This this flesh will be so overruling where it will take you over. It will make you say, "Uncle." It will if you just let it. If you just keep laying under, let the flesh have its way. The song says, "And when the saints begin to pray for the Lord to have His way." Then the glory of the Lord going to come down. God, glory going to come down with you letting the flesh, with us letting the flesh run you. Paul said we got to bring this flesh under and keep it under subjection. lest when we go out there witnessing and preaching to others. He said, I myself be a castaway. So I got to practice what I'm taking out there to the street. What I take to the family on prayer on Thursdays and Wednesday, it, you know, it's to the Jew first. It's to the Jew first. Ain't you a Jew? You know, you're a spiritual Jew, it's to you first. And then to the Gentiles. We got to get this thing right, Hezekiah saying. We got to do what God said do. And so there are some things that has been going on for such a long time that God has told us not to do and what to do. You know, Deuteronomy 12 and 32 says what things soever I command you observe to do it that thou should not add thereto or diminish from it. We just got to stop doing what we want to do and do what the words say do. Whatever he say do it, how he say do it, when he say do it, where he say do it. Who he say do it to, we just got to do it. Mary say whatever he say, do it. Whatever God say, do it. You can't go wrong. Revelation 22 and 18 says, I testify to everyone who hears the word of prophecy in this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of this book of prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life in the holy city, which is described in this book. So God wants you to obey his commandments. He wants you to do what he say do. These people start to obey. They begin to obey Hezekiah. They didn't have no unruly folk. They didn't have folk sitting there saying, no, I'm doing it my way. I hear what the pastor said, but God ain't told me to do that. We got to obey those that have rule over us. And I just make sure that I'm number one. I make sure that I am the assistant. And you are the pastor. I know this. I just want to make doggone sure, Lord, I know who I am and where I stand. We got to know. We need to know. We got to know. We need to know. And so, Verse six, so the post went with letters. This thing got so good. Stuff and start getting so good. It got so good. The post went with letters from the king and his princes throughout all Israel and Judah. And according to the commandment of the king saying, commandment of God saying, you children of Israel, Turn again unto the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and he will return to the remnant of you that are escaped out of the hand of the king of Assyria. God said he sent the post. I ain't talking about the post dispatch. He sent carriers with the word to declare what the king is saying. You know, God has given us something that he's given us to carry. We're the post. Not post dispatch, not the world Not the daily news, not the morning news. We're the good news and God has given us a commandment to go out there and spread this word. Give a good word. Let the people know what we're doing here in Revival Center. He said, let them know that what we're doing, we're going to restore what God had put back into plan. He said, we're going to put back what God has started. We're finna line up and do it God's way. That's what Hezekiah, go out there and tell the folk, go out there and tell Judah, tell Manasseh, tell them all what the King' plan is. We got to let the people know what God's plan is. God has a plan for our life, not just for our life. He's got a plan for their lives too. We got to get out there and let them know. The Bible tells us, Jesus told us to go and compel them to come. I don't know about nobody else, but I've been kind of reluctant and re- compelling folk to come. I get out there and I witness. I testify. I lift up Jesus. But I ain't been compelling to come to Revival centers. Whatever church you find. But for now, I said you come to Revival Center. We may not have no music. We may not have no organs, But we got the spirit of the Lord is in this place. That's one thing that we do have. And that's all we need. We got the spirit of the Lord. I don't know. Too many people come in here and say what they feel. I say, Lord, they feeling all of this. What about us? You know, I'm, I want to feel what they feel too. I know I live in this church, but I still want to feel. I want to shrug my shoulders sometime. I want to look around in the air like they do sometimes. Look on the floor and see if anybody twinkling my toe. I mean, people just do all kinds of stuff when they come here. But they feel the presence of God. The presence of the Lord is here. Is here. That's a confirmation. We didn't had too many confirm. The presence of God is in here. He don't live in this building again. He's in us. Maybe that's why I should be feeling it the most. Shouldn't it? If he's in me, I should be feeling I should be always shugging my shoulders and twinkling my toes and looking around up in there. I should always feel him if he's in me. If he's in you, you should be always not sitting still. You should be always, do what they used to do back then, Jackie, Tawana, when they break dance, doing all that stuff and they throw it to you. You gotta catch that thing. You gotta catch that spirit and start trotting around here and get you a two-step and get you a dance. The spirit of God is in this house. He lives in here. You gotta catch it. Maybe, Jackie, Tawana, y'all gotta start throwing it. Oh, you know I used to do on break dancing. Okay, Lily, I caught it. Yeah, hey <laughs> she threw it to me. So God has given us a commission. You know they took the letters and ran throughout all Judah and Israel, telling the people to turn to God. My mother was talking about this morning. Y'all got to stop this nonsense. It's time to turn to God. But it's 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 hard some people to turn to God. It is is—it's hard. It was hard for me to turn to God. I believe the Lord was knocking on my door at a young age. Now that I see what's going on, you know, but I just denied the Lord. I denied him so many times I turned my back on the people. So you need to go to church with me. Nope. I don't want to go to church. Friends, young young men, my, young guys my age, you need to go to church. Nope. I went to church long enough. Mama made me go to church. When I didn't want to go to church, I had to go to church. I had to sit in church. I had to sing in the choir. I had to do all that. Had to go. They didn't drop us off at the choir. They put us on them little white shirts and blue khaki pants. So you get on around the corner to that storefront. You better be in choir rehearsal. I'm going to call and, and I'm going to ask Elder Anderson if you made it to choir rehearsal. And that's what we need to be doing now. You got to do it. You don't give them no, no ultimate. Don't give them no, you know, they, they, a lot of, a lot of the kids, they got, they got rights, choices and, you know, well, this is my choice. You know, I'm grown now. I ain't got to go to church. Y'all made us do that. When we, but if you living in this house, that's how I was. If you living in this house, sucking up my heat, my heat, my air eating up my food they going to you going to church on Sunday that's how I felt but leave them alone you can, they got to make up their own that's fine but Joshua said ask for me in my house now, I meant I think he's talking about his individual but he had a house they just come out of Egypt he said ask for me in my house we gonna serve the Lord you know we got to stop giving them choices. He said train them up in the way they should go. And when they're old, when they're old, that mean young, old. What it, what's going on in between is going to be when they're out of your sight. But long as they're in my sight, you ain't grown. If you're still living under my roof at a certain age, you got to go to church. time. you go to church. Some of them you say, well, well how about I just leave on Sunday and come back Monday. <laughs> All kind of stuff out there. But we got to we, we, we it, It's time for us to be the carriers and do what God tells us to do. It may not sound right, may not look right. Sometimes it just might not be right. But you got to obey. Obedience is better than Sacrifice. The Lord said compel them to come that my house may be filled. And how you know how you can compel, how do I compel somebody to come to church? How is it that we can compel somebody to church to come to church? Compel means to force. That's what my kids said, you're forcing us to go to church. Urge them. Make somebody to come. You want to make somebody to come? Now God said, no, you don't make them to come like that. You just get out there and start doing what you've been doing. Go out there and just start telling them how good of a time you've been having in Revival Center. Tell them about what God has been doing in your life. Tell them about how God has been moving in this person's life. Oh, the person don't even go to our church. We've been praying for that person. They got to live. Tell the goodness of God, and that's going to compel them to come. They going to want to come and see what's going on at Revival Center. They going to come and see if what we're talking about is the truth. Or they just, or he just running his mouth. Well, we've seen some stuff in this house. We've seen signs, wonders, and miracles in the revival center. We've seen them. But I guess it's just too common to us. It's a common thing. We got so used to it. We just, okay, that's just another one of God's miracles. That's cool. That's all right. Man, that's God. People ain't having miracles in their churches. The churches are full, but we're hearing that those big churches ain't got nothing going on. But a whole lot of hooping and hollering. Nobody getting set, made free. Nobody's heart's changing. Everybody looking for a, a big purse. A big old pocketbook. What God gonna give you and what God got stored for you and You know, yes, he got all of that, but God wants you first. He wants your heart first. That's why he said turn to him. Turn back to God. It's time for us to start turning back to God. We got to turn. And so that's the only way that we're going to compel the people to come is tell the goodness of God. You know, we get on the phone, we text, oh, God, good. But man, I'd be out there just telling them. You know, I'll be telling people, I mean, I ain't got no recent testimony. Y'all get up and tell, I, people know y'all and y'all don't even, I mean, they know about y'all testimony, they even know y'all. Because I'll be out there telling what God has done. He did it. I had a coworker say, Al, I'm, I'm going to come to your church uh, Sunday. Me and my wife, we've been looking for a church. I pass by your church all the time. And, and, and I cut this guy's grass, used to cut his grass up the street. I'm gonna come out. I'm telling I'm gonna come to Sunday school. I'm going I said, okay, I'll hold you to it. That's, that's fine. But they gonna come. They gonna come because I've been compelling them. It, every, t- every morning, me and this brother, we're talking, we're praying on Fridays, uh, every other Fridays. Everybody's just looking. they just gawking. They wanna know what we doing. Well, I said, well, y'all should know by now. Y'all can come on over here. You know, we got, there's room in the truck. There's room in the car. We got plenty where we can step out the doors and we, we don't mind lifting our hands, you know, in public. We don't mind worshiping God. A lot of them say, well, that's for church. Well, I am the church. I'm the church. That's what I'm doing. I ain't got to wait till I get to church. Church might be burned down for all I know. Church might not be there no more. But this church, this house, it's always gonna be here and I'm gonna lift up holy hands everywhere as Peter said and give God some glory. And they just wanna, they looking at, oh, what are you guys talking about now? All oh, the same old thing, brother. Nobody but Jesus. It's all Jesus. Well, have you heard such and such? Yes, we heard. I just let them talk then. But God wants to do things His way. That's all. He just want us to do it His way. And we just got to line up and do things God way. And he said, and be not like your fathers and like your brethren, which trespass against the Lord God of their fathers, who therefore gave them up to desolation. As you see, I see, we all see a lot of the trespasses that our brothers and our fathers have done. And we see the desolation in the families, in the neighborhoods, in the nations. It's just everything is just desolate because people have turned away from God. They're not living for God no more. He said, be not ye stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves unto the Lord. And enter into his sanctuary, which he has sanctified forever, and serve the Lord your God, that with fearness of his wrath may turn away from you. Here it is, he said, don't be like your father. He said, yield yourselves unto the Lord. Yield, give up, wave the white flag, surrender yourself under God. Hand yourself over. How many, how many folk I heard that's turned themselves into the law? Yeah, I did it. Lock me up. Oh, they on the run. God telling you to yield yourself to me. Surrender yourself to me. Let God arrest you. Let him put you in arrest. He ain't gonna treat you bad. That was a time when they locked people up in prison. They they had uh, reform classes. They reformed the guys. They made them ready again when they got back on the streets. They could earn college degrees back then. When I was working in that place, I mean, they really got their minds right. But they ain't doing nothing to them no more they just locking them up. We ain't got the money to educate them. We ain't got the money to do this. We ain't got the money to do it. So they just, they're wasting away. And so when they get back out, ain't no change. Ain't nothing happened. And they go right back to that life of crime because they stuck where they was locked up at. If they, if somebody, I know a guy grew up with, he just got out. When I say just got out, just got out. Now last year, this year, he just got, been gone for almost 30 years. So he he got out, he stuck back in the 80s. He don't know nothing about no computers. He don't know nothing about no no technology. He don't know nothing but what was going on in 1980s. Rap, bebop, smoking and doping and selling. So he gets out and he's back in the same old thing. I ain't saying God can't can not get him but that's what the devil does for you the devil got a warrant out for your arrest he's looking to arrest you and when he get a hold of you he going to steal your life he going to kill your life and destroy your life so you it behooves you to turn yourself over to Jesus lord i want you to arrest me that's what david said lord look don't don't put me in the hands of my enemy you know you judge me lord because i know you just you do this thing unto me because I know you're gonna do it right. Chastise me a little bit, Lord, but not in your hot displeasure. Don't don't do it while you're angry, because you might break me in two. You know, it's time for it's time to let the church to or let God arrest you. Turn your surrender yourself. Not part of your surrender. We used to say, Pastor, you used to have us say, all or nothing, surrender your all. When she meant all, she meant all. She didn't let nothing fly. If it wasn't of God, all. Party, all. Little drinking, all. Nothing. If it had anything pertaining to the world, that ain't surrendering all, brother Al. That ain't surrendering all to Wanda. Y'all got to get married. Yeah, I just can't keep running around here, and you know I'm preaching and preaching. I don't know what y'all doing behind them closed doors. Yeah, I got to get married. And you you love her, boy? Yes, ma'am. Well, you need to marry her. Well, I asked her, but I don't know if she was ready. Then, but she might say no. But surrender your all to God. God's looking for everything: your heart, your soul, your mind—not part of it, all of it, every bit of it. And watch and see don't God turn and work for you. Yes. He going to do it for So we got to surrender our all to God. We got to submit ourselves unto him. Resist that old devil. And he will flee. That's what the words say. And I ain't got to be stamped up and talking with him all this old crazy stuff. Passing words back. And with my mouth. If it keep going that direction, I'm gonna say something I ain't supposed to say. And then the first thing I say, I thought you was a man of God. They forget all about what we was talking about. You call yourself a preacher. You call yourself a child of God. Using language, they they, they, they they know. They already know wrong. Boy, they call you on it every time. Make a mistake. Stumble and fall if you want. Look at him. Look at her. ain't no Christian. Ain't no Christian supposed to act. How they supposed to act? You Tell me how a Christian's supposed to act. Matter of fact, show me how a Christian's supposed to act. Get them that way. I'll show you how they're supposed to act. You're supposed to do this. I'm supposed to give my life to the Lord. And I'm supposed to not do this. I'm not supposed to go. I ain't supposed to be with George. <laughs> Tell you about all, all that stuff. Surrender yourself unto God, because God got a warrant out for your arrest. He's looking for you. He's looking for you in the corners. He's looking for you in the clubs. He's looking for you in the highways. In the head. God is looking for you. He said, "I'll roam to and fro about the earth, seeking good and bad." He's looking for the good and bad, but he's looking for that one lost sheep. Might be one lost sheep out there. Just hiding, scared, running from the big bad wolf. God is looking for you. Don't run from him. Ain't you tired of running from the devil? You tired of the devil putting you a flight? You tired of running? David said, look, he will not suffer the righteous to be moved. I ain't running nowhere. I'm going to stand. And see the salvation of my God. I'm going to be still. And know that he is God. I shall not be moved. The devil's got to go. He's got to go. And he said. "If For if ye turn again unto the Lord. Your brethren. Your children. Shall find compassion. Before them that led them captive. So that they shall come again. Into this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away his face from you if, as a prerequisite, if, something that you got to do first. If ye turn to the Lord. He said, if ye, if you, not them, not my mother, not my father, not my brother, not my son, if you, who is he talking to? He's talking to the church. He's talking to the church. Hezekiah was sanctifying the priests, telling them, get sanctified, getting the church in order. He's talking about, God is talking about, if you, if me, if you turn again, well, Lord, I ain't turned. He said, if you turn again, some of us to turn away from God in the way he said to do things. He said, if you turn again unto the Lord, your brethren and your children. I don't know about nobody else. I got brothers and I got children that need to be saved. So, Lord, I'm turning. I said, Lord, I'm turning. You show me where to turn to. Show me if I need to turn to the left. Show me if I need to turn to the right. Or if I just need to just turn all the way around, make a U-turn. Turn, you got to make a U-turn sometime. A lot of times we think we headed in the right direction. God said, uh-uh, pump the brakes. Buster, you turn. We got to go back to the old landmark. We got to ask for that old path where there is good, he said. There is good in the old path. We don't want, that's too old, pastor. We don't want to hear that. We want something new. He said, ask for the old path where there is good in it. That you may find rest for your soul. That's why we ain't got no rest. We going in the wrong direction. We got to turn around and follow God. The Lord way over there somewhere. And we walking over here. Lord we need you. We got to have you Lord. Well he said turn. Come on over here where I'm at. Come on over to my house. We got to come to his house. We got to come to his agreement. His covenant. The Bible says when a man weighs. Please the Lord. He will make even his enemies to be at peace with me. I don't know about nobody else. I need the devil to help. I need my enemy to have peace with me. I got peace, but my children need peace. That's me. I got peace, but I got a few brothers and sisters need peace. That's me. I got peace, but I got some neighbors and some co-workers that desperately need some peace. That's me. He said, turn, and if you turn, I will turn to you again. God wants to turn to us again, but we got to turn first. That's that old saying that said, if you make one step, he'll make two. We're making one step back. God wants us to come to him, turn to him. David said in 69 and 30, during uh, his afflictions, he said, I will praise the name of God with a song. And I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord. All you got to do is get you a song. Start magnifying. He said, This also shall please the Lord better than ox and bull. God just wants to be lifted up, He wants to be exalted. And how God gets His exaltation is. Whatever trouble, whatever situation that we got, we got to turn that thing over. We got to surrender that to God. Lord, here, this belongs to you. This don't belong to me. And we start praising God, walking in the newness of life like we're supposed to. And some of us act like we ain't got no life at all. He said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. We walk with our head down like we're sucking on lemons. My mother here, she's, when we used to walk and she would pass by and one day we started, you know, just talking and encouraging one another and she said, I won't forget it. She said, Al, hold your head up. Hold your, put your head down for, hold your head up. Let the people know you're happy. <laughs> I walk when I'm walking, I'll be thinking. And he said, you hold your head up and just, just, you know, let the people know that you, you're okay, you're all right. You don't have no reason to hold your head down. and said, you're right, mother. Let me hold my head up. God want us to hold our head up because I serve a God that can do anything. I serve a God that's concerned about me. I serve a God that has brought me out of darkness, brought me out of some things. I serve a God that loves me. It don't make no difference. What nobody else say, it matters what he says. He said, I've loved you with an everlasting love. With loving kindness have I drawn you. So God loves you. Don't make no difference what nobody says. Hold your head up. God going to lift up every bow down head if it's up under some weight. If it's up under some trouble, God going to lift it up off of you. Surrender yourself to God. And suddenly... You will see things change in your life. And suddenly you'll see things change in the neighborhood. Suddenly things going to change in the families with the children and the brothers and all the kids. Suddenly God going to do this thing. Because suddenly it's going to bring about a revival. Oh, a quiet on that one. Let's jump down to number 10. So the post passed from city to city. The post is that 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 messenger. Us, we're passing, we're planning to pass city to city. We're planning to hit some neighborhoods around here. That's what we're planning to. do. We're planning to go through other cities and countries. We're planning to go through Ephraim and Manasseh and Zebulun. But some of these people, the Bible said, but they laugh them to scorn and mock them. So when we get out there, people gonna laugh at you. They gonna mock you. They gonna look at you like you crazy. Who cares? Are, are, are you ready for that? We should we 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 in this generation we should really be ready for that. And why I say that because some of us say, "Oh, that's fine, but long as they don't put their hands on." Me. But that time is coming too. That time is coming too. Along, yeah, they can cuss me all they want. They can say what they want say, but long they don't cross this line. They don't put their hands on me. But that's gonna come a time to where you are gonna turn that left cheek and let them smite that one too. Yeah, it's gonna come. A lot of you probably saying, "Oh, it ain't happening." Why right not? Right, not right now, but it ain't the time. Somebody might smack you like they smack Paul. Resist, resist, God. Those times are coming. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to have to stand for something or we're going to fall for anything. You know, we pray to God, give us the grace to stand through those. It's written. I didn't write it. I'm just reading what it says. In these last days, you're going to be persecuted and we can see the persecution coming. But if my people, he said, which are called by my name, me, you and the saints of God will turn from their wicked ways, seek my face and pray. God will turn and heal this land. He said it. This nation can be turned by us, the saints of God. It is so good to hear that somebody in authority is saved. I often say, Lord, let somebody in the in these uh, presidencies, uh, uh, cabinets, let somebody in there be saved. Is somebody praying? You know, is somebody doing something toward God to turn this stuff around? Because if we don't turn around, this nation is going to be turned to hell, the Bible said. Every nation that forget God is going to be turned into hell. It's going to be turned. But when we turn, make that U-turn, and get back to what this country was built up on, Christianity, fasting, praying, loving one another, helping one another, not seeing color, not seeing race, not seeing gender, This is a sister. This is a brother that need to be helped. Well, they don't live down. They don't go to my church. So what? They in my church. They in the body of Christ. That's me. Mm -hmm. You know, that's me that you're dealing with. So the post passed through the cities to city, through the country, uh, Ephraim and Manasseh, even to Zebulun. But they laughed them to scorn. Don't make no difference. They laughed at Jesus too, didn't they? When Jesus came in there to heal this. Uh, raise up this dead girl the bible said they laughed him to scorn he said get on out he put them out they laughed at nehemiah when he was building the the, the temple back they laughed him to scorn say what you gonna do build this temple in a day you know they gonna laugh at you we didn't worry about that we didn't worry about people laughing at you Praise the Lord. Nevertheless, verse 11, divers of Asher and Manasseh and Zebulun humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. Somebody heard the word of God through all of that. Them passing through. Somebody going to listen to you. Somebody going to hear you. There's a word out there for somebody. People are waiting for us to bring the word. And you say people don't know God. And it's our fault. It's a shame. You know, we want them to, to believe God. Paul said, "How shall they believe on who? How should they want us call? How should they call on God whom they not believe? How should they believe on God on who they have not heard? How should they hear without a preacher? God want us to get out there and tell them about the Lord. He want us to get out. You the preacher, not pastor. We talked about this. God want us to go out there. We are royal priesthoods." We are preachers, we're deacons, we whatever we need to be when God want us to be. How shall they hear without a preacher? They got to hear the word and the word and hear and faith. That, that's the only way they're going to get some faith. Faith comes by hearing the word and hearing the word. If you keep on pushing that word, don't worry about nobody's waving you away. Tell me, I don't want to hear this no more. Keep on pushing that word. Shake the dust off your feet. Move to the next city. But they got to hear the word to be saved. Salvation comes from the word. Comes by the word. It comes through the word. It's the word that saves. We are soul winners. We gonna have some story crowns. But Jesus is the soul saver. He saves souls. So ain't no big eyes and little yous. Ah. Lives in him. I move and live in him. And I don't move him. My faith moves him. I live in him. You live in him. So we got to have some soldiers. Some people of God out there. Speaking the word of God. In spite of what they say. I don't care about nobody laughing at me. Talking about Jesus. I know what he done for me. And I know what he did for a whole lot of other people. And so they answered them and said, "Verse. Let's let's jump down to verse uh, nineteen. I'm finna close this thing out. I'm finna close it out. How many are ready to turn back to God? How many are ready to do a turning or ask God to to, to to help you? The Bible said, the word said that when they when they prepare to seek God. He said, verse 19, that they prepared, that prepared his heart to seek God. Let me go up to 18. For the multitude of people, even many of Ephraim and Manasseh, Issachar, Zebulun, had not cleansed themselves. They wasn't ready yet. Yet did they eat the Passover otherwise than it was written. They had to eat it on the second month, on the 14th day. They didn't eat it on the first month of the 14th day. But they were... They didn't have the time. That thief didn't have no time to get baptized up on the cross. He didn't have time to say no repentant prayer. He just said, Lord, remember me. Remember me when you get there, Lord. Remember me. Jesus said, this day you're going to be with me in paradise. So a lot of times you just ain't got time to do it. The kids want to get baptized, people want to get baptized, and folk want to send them to hell because they ain't got baptized. Time may not permit Time may not permit. That don't mean God don't love them. That don't mean God will forgive them. He said, but Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, the good Lord pardon everyone. That's what we got to be. Lord, forgive them anyway. That's what Jesus said. Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Have mercy on them, God. They don't know what they do. They don't understand it. These people didn't understand it. And he said, pardon everyone that prepared his heart to seek God. The Lord God... Of his father. Though he be not cleansed. According to the. A purification of sanctu- sanctuary. It says. And the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah. And heal the people. God healed him anyway. Look at this merciful God. Ain't he a merciful God? God is so merciful. Even though you're doing things. Not the right way. God, He's looking at your heart. Once you prepare your heart. That's what God, once your heart is prepared, God going to start dealing with you. And when you prepare your heart, you make something or get it ready for the happen, for something that's going to happen in the future. God is going to start a revival. We ain't got to worry about revival over there, revival over here. God going to start a revival in you. God wants to revive Revival Center. We got the perfect name. Revival Center. We can't we can't have no revival unless God revive us. It's got to start in us. And then we'll be able to throw it. You know, that old song, I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire. Burning with the Holy Ghost. Don't always got to be the pastor. Don't always got to be the deacon. It can be the sister. It can be the mother. But I wish somebody, I wish my soul would catch on fire. Burning with the Holy Ghost. God is looking for people so he can revive. Now revival it starts with God. Revival center is the place you need to be. Revival is reestablishing. God's got to reestablish some things in our lives. He got to start reestablishing some things in the church. God want to reestablish some things in the church. That's why these revivals are, 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 are popping off. God is trying to reestablish his people. And then he's going to restore. After he restore, he's going to resuscitate. Restoring. Bringing peace to the homes. People loving like they're supposed to love. The people that get on your nerves, you don't, you don't want to talk to them. You're going to want to talk to them some more. You're going to want to love them some more. You're going to want to just sit there and listen to them and say, Lord help them. Lord forgive them. God going to restore some things. He going to restore the joy of their salvation. God wants to restore the church. And after He restores, He's going to resuscitate. After God restore he's going to give some life that's what we need that's what revival is all about it's life we need life in the church the church is gotten so dead i ain't talking about the music i ain't talking about the music we, we 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 have a good time in here without music cd's or no cd's i'm so glad that we didn't have music because some folks you put them in the church without no music they don't know what to do they don't know whether to stump their feet or clap their hands. So they know what to do. They just sit down. I don't know what to do with this. I'm so used to music. But we're just so used to giving God glory. We're so used to praising God. We're so used to just walking around and saying, Lord, we just love you. We're so used to just serving God for who he is. We don't need no music to move us. We need the Holy Spirit to move us. God is looking for the Spirit of God to move you. You don't need no no music. So God is going to resuscitate. He's going to restore and he's going to reestablish this church. But we got to suffer a little bit. But I think the church has suffered a little bit. He said after you suffered a while. The God of all grace. After you have suffered a while he said. He's going to make you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to establish you. And he said he's going to sell it. That's it. Once we turn to God, and I believe God has got us in the right position. I believe that revival center. I believe that we are turning. If we have not turned, we're slowly turning. We are cricking. We are turning because our hearts are hungry. They're heavy. We want to see God move. We want to see God for who He say He is. He's mighty. He's a soul winner. He's a soul savior. We want to see God. We're so hungry. We're, we're about ready to do anything. Oh, whatever you say, do. That's how we was when we first got to say. What, whatever God say, do, I'm going to do. We didn't ask no question. Now we got to question God. We got to, well, well let me pray and make sure this is God. Well, when you first got to say, oh, God said that. Couldn't look. I don't want to hear it to want God said it. Don't say nothing else to me because I don't want you making me doubting. Let's get that same love that we have for God. Let's get back to our first love. Lord, whatever you say, do, I'm going to do it. And I know, God, that you're not going to hurt me. If I ain't hearing right, God, I know you're going to preserve me. You're going to keep me. You're going to turn me. You're going to lead me. You're going to guide me with your eye. Because you know the way that I should go. God wants to restore you, church. He wants us to turn. He said, if we turn then he's going to turn back to our children. He's going to turn back to the people. So it's up to us to do the turning. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If God hearkened to Hezekiah when they weren't doing things right, but they had the heart to do what's right, their heart was prepared, their heart was ready, to do what God say do. But oh, we, can't, we can't go another month. Without this Passover. Allow us to do it. Right now. Because we don't know the next month may not come. We don't know. So the Lord. Is going to bless us. Because our hearts. Have turned to do the right thing. Our heart is turning to God. The children. Next week. They want to get baptized pastor. My three grandchildren. They thought they was getting baptized. Dad, and talk to them some more. So, trying to get their uh their dads here so they can be baptized. I want them to be here. Maybe that will do something to the fathers. I don't. I don't know. But they are keep. They asking me when we gonna get baptized. You know. I think one of the apostles said, "Look, here's water. What what hinders you? What you waiting on?" So it ain't them, it's me. It ain't them, it's me. They asked, when are we going to get baptized? Come on, give God some praise. Yeah. The Lord is good and His mercy endured forever. I don't know about nobody else, but I want the Lord to turn me. I want to turn back to God because when I, I noticed when I was, was just doing things, all my heart, all that I knew how to do uh, toward God, God was really moving for me. And I look back and I wonder, and I'm like, Lord, what happened? Where you at, Lord? He said, I'm over here, Al, and you over there. He says, get back to seeking me early like you was. Consecrate yourself. And I think this is what we're trying to do. What God is trying to get us to do on, them, on that Wednesday is consecrate ourselves. Dedicate yourself, Lord. I'm dedicating myself. If we can't dedicate a day to fast and we can dedicate a day to a prayer to come together, we got to dedicate. We got to. And I believe once we do, we're going to see God move. We're going to see him move. Praise the Lord. Anybody need prayer? Nobody need prayer. Anybody need a standing proxy for somebody? Anybody need, to, anybody need to be reestablished? Or anybody need to be established? Restored. God is here. He will do it. He will do it. There'll be nothing else. We're going to dismiss, Pastor. You need to. You want to say anything? Mm. Amen. (laughs) Yes, Lord. Well, God is so good; He's so merciful. I want to thank my mother for coming to support me. You know, she's a mother Zion. I'm sorry. That's just what the Bible say. Refer to the. I'm not calling you old. Well, at least you embrace what you are. (laughs) He said, call the younger ladies, sisters, the younger men, brothers, the older men, elders, and the older women, mothers. So you're old enough to be my mama. So, (laughs) hey, mother. So I want to truly thank the Lord again for my pastor who has been a blessing to me in my life, who has supported me and been with me and taught me and helped me through a whole lot of difficult situations. And so I want to thank her and thank you all too. Thank my nephew walked in and to be with us today. Yes, yeah, that's, that's Kamek's son. Yeah, that's Cam's son. Yeah, a little Kamek, a little bit Kamek. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, we're going to reach out and pray for your your grandfather. Let's stretch our hands toward heaven. Heavenly Father, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Father, for turning us, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, oh God, that you are turning and preparing our hearts to turn toward you. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would touch God touch maurice's i mean kamek's uh, grandfather lord we ask god that you will comfort him lord god during the time of his bereavement god lift him up father god lift up his bow down here god and we pray father god that you will give him peace lord that surpass all understanding lord and we pray also god that you send your word god a word of healing god to lift him up lord god your love god and we thank you right now god lord god as we leave this place god And from one another, God, but never from your presence, we ask that you will watch over us, Lord God. Keep us, Father God, on every highway, every byway, Lord God. Hide us behind the cross, God, in the name of Jesus. Give us traveling mercies, God, to our destination. Until we meet again, Father God, we give you praise, glory, and all the honor belongs to you. And the church will say it. Amen. God bless you.